It takes an extraordinary team to embark on an extraordinary mission. WealthVest presents the 99 Best Marketing Ideas, a podcast dedicated to bringing financial advisors the most cutting-edge marketing strategies. Listen in as your fellow advisors share their top ideas to help you conquer your marketing needs. Hello and welcome to another 99 Best Ideas podcast. I'm your host, Matt Haller, and today we have the most successful wholesaler I've ever met in my life. And that's an understatement of what Mark Rogers is, the national sales manager at Wellfest. He is so much more than anybody who you've ever heard of who refers to themselves as a wholesaler. This guy is at levels and levels above that. If you have not had a chance to meet with him, you need to make sure that you connect with him on LinkedIn. Uh, you also need to make sure that you are following him on all aspects of social media. And you need to make sure, and we'll get all of this information at the end of the podcast, his contact information, because what Mark Rogers can do for you is truly exceptional and is one of the best ideas I've ever found by just having a relationship with one person. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. And that, that was quite the introduction. I I feel like... You know, in my position, I have the greatest opportunity to work with some of the brightest and and best advisors across the country. And I I just feel like I've got a tremendous opportunity to see all aspects of this business. And uh, and that's what's really exciting about it. So I I appreciate what you said about me, but I'll I'll return the favor to to all the advisors that I work with. And uh, I just got to tell you that we're, we're we are in some some of the best times in this business and we are on some interesting times as well. You know, the, the landscape is changing quickly. So happy to be here and, and I'm really excited to uh, talk with you today. And I'm super excited. First off, Mark, we're going to start off with your history just so people can understand a little bit more of your backstory. And then we're going to dive into what this podcast is all about, which is truly the best marketing ideas. Not only do you help financial services professionals execute your marketing ideas, ideas that come out of your head, but you've also seen a whole bunch. So I want to make sure that we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly here too, because I think a lot of advisors might fall into some traps. You know, it's the shiny object syndrome that they all face. Oh, this is the greatest marketing idea. I'm going to throw, you know, $10,000 after this. But when they listen sure. to this podcast, they're going to have that opportunity to really see uh, if those things work. So starting out, tell us a little bit about how you got to becoming the national sales manager. Well, you know, I am, I cut my teeth with a guy who was one of the founding fathers in the equity indexed annuity space. In fact, uh, he started an organization, was kind of one of the first IMO, FMOs in the industry. And he teamed up with an actuary, Genesis, and an insurance company to really father in the first equity indexed annuity into, into the United States. So I, unfortunately, fortunately, I should say, I, I, I was able to get a job starting to fill workshops for my boss, who was the founding father of the indexed annuity space. And he was traveling all across the country, this is before anybody was really doing this, and teaching advisors on how to sell equity indexed annuities. And so I sat in a, it what felt like a dark room with a, with a long, long list. And he was going from one city to the next. And my job was to really fill, fill the room for him so that he could work with insurance agents and advisors alike to, to teach him this story. And from there, I worked my way up to be a uh, recruiter 
and I would call and recruit advisors really from those workshops to then hand them off to one of the more senior marketing consultants that we had. And I was able to really learn and see how our top wholesalers were working with our advisors. So I was kind of at the very beginning of the sale, recruiting them in. Here's why you should work with us. And then I would follow along the progression of the relationship with the more senior wholesaler and, and really learned how to become a wholesaler. And I spent, Matt, almost 10 years growing relationships from a phone. So where traditionally wholesale, in your mind, you think somebody walking in with a bag, sitting kneecap to kneecap with you, having a relationship and working kind of point at sale, I would sit on my phone all day long. I averaged about eight, nine hours of talk time a day. And, uh, and I talked to advisors all across the country. So one minute I was talking to somebody in Florida and the next in California. And, and that's really how I grew my, my uh, advisors that I work with today. So I still have some relationships that in my first few weeks of, of recruiting still work with me today, which is unbelievable. So uh, then a few years later, I met Wade Dawkin and Lincoln Collins. And they were starting to really ramp up WealthFest. And I really was drawn to these guys, you know, mostly because of their experience of, of growing firms, you know, Wade at American Scandia, Lincoln also at Scandia, and, you know, them building teams and, and really mentoring wholesalers to grow their books of business. And so I just, I, I saw that immediately and said, I, I need to be a part of that and made the jump and moved my, my family to Salt Lake City and started growing my practice really there locally and in the West. So after joining Wade and, and Lincoln and growing my, my book of business, I, I was moved up to a divisional sales manager of the West where I had both wholesalers and advisors kind of all through the, the Western United States and most recently moved to a, a national sales manager role. I think what makes me unique too is uh, my my perspective has always been from the advisor side. So I, throughout this entire process and throughout my career, I've always tried to maintain a level of personal individual production with my warm market, you know, so that I'm sitting across the kitchen table, just like an advisor would. I'm going through some of those same underwriting challenges that others are facing and it's really helped my perspective. So, you know, I've been around the, the wholesale and, and it's specifically the fixed index annuity wholesale for some time now. And I've literally sat in every position from processing contracts, doing new business, working through suitability, recruiting, processing, licensing and contracting to then also doing personal production. So I've sat in every position except for Wade and Lincoln's, of course, inside of an IMO FMO. So I think that it gives me a lot of perspective and it helps me to understand my advisor and where they're coming from. And, and I think that, that would, that's what makes my relationship with my advisor so strong. Let's talk about some of the marketing things that you have tried in the past since you are uh, you know, still in production. What, what sort of stuff have you tried and you're like, oh my God, that was a huge, huge waste of money? Yeah, well, I, so I'm not one of these guys that will just grab a new marketing idea and take it out to the marketplace and just see if it works and 
and hope for the best. I've tried to always personally test any marketing idea that, that we've ever done or had to, to really see firsthand, does it work or does it not work? If I'm thinking about something that's just totally bombed, probably, you know, I, I think that the old school way of sending out just mailers and hoping to get a response or that seems like that would today be, be, you know, an effective way to market your practice. And it probably was 20 years ago, you know, put out a mailer saying, do you want more information on an indexed annuity? And somebody's going to respond to that. Maybe that worked 20 years ago, but in today's ever fast market with social media and, and everything going virtual, the way of the old postcard, I think is, is almost a thing of the past. It does work in other circumstances of, of sending out something to do a, a, a seminar or workshop. There, there's still uh, activity there, but I think even that is getting harder and harder for advisors to fill rooms and to not saturate a market with it. So I'd have to say probably just the traditional sending out a postcard and hoping somebody on the other end at some point is going to respond to you. That just has seemed to uh, really fall to the wayside of, of being an effective marketing. So what have you seen? What are you talking to your advisors and wholesalers all over the country as some of your best ideas for marketing? So what, what, when I look at my top advisors, the best of the best in the business, what is a consistent theme that I've noticed is having at least four or five irons in the fire, if you will, when it comes to marketing. So not having just one solution and that's all you do, although that can be effective, what I have found is that you gotta have four or five different mediums that are constantly going to help foster relationships. So when I talk to my advisors, I think that you have to have kind of these main core competencies when it comes to marketing. Number one, I think you have to have a process to foster more referrals or favorable introductions. I, I try to get rid of the word referral because for some reason, when we ask for a referral, all of a, all of a sudden our client becomes a hermit or they don't know anybody, right? So favorable introduction seems to have a better tune, but I think you have to have a process to gain and duplicate your best day clients over and over again through a favorable introduction process. And not just having one or two chances of somebody saying, hey, you should work with my friend, but actually having it incorporated it into your process and have it repeatable and, and be able to measure it like any other type of marketing. So that would be your warm market process, warm market meaning you already have your, your A clients or even centers of influences that would be a favorable introduction person. So I think that that's one, having that. Number two is you've got to have a social media existence. You know, for those that, that know, if you, if you don't, you're almost unheard of or, or nobody knows that you really exist, right? If you don't have a social media you don't exist. It, it didn't really happen. My wife and I joke all the time. Well, if if I didn't uh, post a a video of me working out at the gym every day, did it really actually happen? That's where our environment is going today, and, and people need to see, hear, and know you more 
deeply than ever before. So social media, and, and that works in multiple different ways. That could be posting video content to a YouTube page. That could have a, con you, could, you should have a constant flow of marketing going out. We have a social media program called Gainfully uh, that you can get through WealthFest that will update and send out cards to your existing clients and to your social media for you on like an autopilot. So you don't even have to do it, Matt, every single day. It just does it for you. And I think that you need to have a, uh, you know, building more reputable places like using LinkedIn in your business to, to continue to grow your market. I'm not really in personal production full time like, like most of my advisors are. And when I post a picture a few weeks ago, I was in Washington, D.C. with WealthFest at our Leaders Council, and I got the opportunity to meet Janet Yellen and take a picture with her. And so I took that picture and I posted it, tagged her and tagged my, my boss, Wade, and I got almost 5,000 views and almost 100 likes and multiple comments. And that fostered, what do you guys do at WealthFest? And I got a whole bunch of, of uh, direct messages from other advisors across the country, you know, being curious and wanting to know what's going on. So social media is, is an absolute dire. You have to have it. Another marketing strategy would be podcasting. I mean, it's what you and I are doing today. Creating podcasting content is the next wave of the future and I'm seeing more and more of my traditional radio show advisors really moving to the podcast platform because of the ability to measure and know who's getting on your podcast and, and, and how much content that you can create to share out to your social media from it. So I think that podcasting is, is an unbelievable, powerful tool that for the right advisor can really grow his natural market and and really expand into other markets that he, they are just not getting into today. So I would say multiple places of marketing going on at one time. Seminar workshops are still effective. They are still effective, but they got to be done correctly. I see so many times advisors make crucial and critical mistakes when setting up a dinner workshop or a client appreciation event or a seminar or an educational event, and when done effectively and correctly, it's still a very powerful tool. And again, all of your things going on, social media, your warm market, your traditional seminars, podcasting, all the messaging should all work together. So it should be a consistent theme of what's being told. Your brand should be a consistent story. And all those different places should be telling the same story about you. I want to have you rewind just a, a second there, because you were talking about some of the mistakes people do with seminars. Would you mind giving us some guidance on what advisors shouldn't do? Because you, are, and I've been in these rooms, uh, so not to try and sound like a total fanboy here, but I've been in a room where Mark has <laughs> filled the room with people with his workshops what do you, okay, so so yes, you all need to give him a call to figure out how he's doing that, and we're not going to give you all of the secret sauce today, but what are some of the mistakes that you see with these workshops 
that you have helped correct in order to make them more successful? Well, so a couple of things. Number one, the reality, Matt, this is, this, this could sound harsh, so please forgive me, but not everybody can stand up in front of a crowd and deliver a presentation. So I would say, number one, invest. If you're going to do this, right, if you're going to stand up in front of cold prospects that you're spending $4,000, $10,000 to get in front of a group of people, you want to deliver the best optimal content. You want to show yourself out like, like a prized, you know, calf at the auction. You've got to be able to strut your stuff. And I think one of the biggest mistakes is people really struggle to public speak. It, it's the second most feared thing in America. Second to the number one fear, which is the fear of running out of money. And for some reason, I do number one and number two every single day in, 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 my, in my career. So I think that um, investing into public speaking classes, even, even going down to your local community college and taking a public speaking class can do wonders for you. So not preparing and not owning your content and then just flat out not having the skills to stand up and deliver a presentation are probably one of the most critical mistakes that I see. Number two is, is location. So if you're doing a traditional dinner seminar is, is the, uh, you know, do you have a private room? Are there other events going on at the restaurant that same night? How about things like, is the seating set up correctly? I see so many times when I walk into these workshops and they're round tables and there's so many people in the room, it's stuffed, jam-packed full because the advisor doesn't want to spread it out over multiple nights. And then you got, let's call the demographic of 60 plus year olds with their back turned to you on the far opposite end of a, of, of a big room that's loud and people are clanking plates and, and other things like that. And so it just doesn't give you the success. So the room down to the temperature, Matt, in the room is absolutely crucial to the customer experience and then their experience of wanting to work with you. Now, content, I would say, go, go oh, ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, I Keep going, keep going. You're on a roll. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I would just say, you know, content is key. Being able to effectively communicate your value add and and what you can bring to the table that's going to be different than the guy down the street, you know? Uh, so content is key. So it's, it's all the little things when it, when it comes to workshop experience and seminar experience, it is absolutely down to the color of the feedback sheet that we help you with. So you don't have to event, you know, invent the wheel, let us help you do it so that we are maximizing those dollars spent to market. And again, I, I would just reiterate, go spend some money on yourself to get trained out to deliver a presentation. I mean, wouldn't you agree that, that that's such a commonly made you know, mishap, Matt? Uh, absolutely. Just, just because you talk you know, to yourself, 
in the mirror or, you know, you have those client interactions. Oh, my gosh. The public speaking techniques, join Toastmasters, spend a little bit of money on that. Take some online courses. There, there are all sorts of great opportunities, Mark. That's that's wonderful. And I love how you're talking about the finer point details, because a lot of people who attend these dinner workshops have been to so many. If you can do something that is truly fundamentally unique and different, you're a great speaker. The room is set up properly. And I've been to a couple of these and you're right. Like people have to turn their chairs. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too loud. They can't hear because of their hearing aids, right? All of these different pieces that if you pay attention to those details on the front end can make a huge, huge difference. Now, we're going to totally switch gears here, and I want you to hearken back to when you first started in the industry. And if you had one piece of advice that you could have given to yourself, it doesn't have to be one piece, or some advice that you would give to yourself, the younger Mark Rogers, what would you tell yourself looking back today? Tell myself as an advisor or as a wholesaler? Well, why don't we start with advisor, and then I definitely want to hear what you'd say you're, to tell yourself as a wholesaler, too. I think as an advisor, you know, when, when you think about the beginning of your career, we are in the mentality to, if I pass up on that $2,000 IRA case and, and I'm greedy for just the big stuff, then why am I in the business? And too often I sit in front of advisors who have these gigantic books of business and client clients that range from a 20 year old that, you know, is, is uh, paying $25 for their life insurance a month to the 92 year old and everything in between. And you have multi-million dollar customers and you have you know the those those customers that are are just trying to start in in their in their accumulation phase. So one of the things that I try to stress to my advisor is knowing what type of hitter you are. So using the baseball analogy, if if I'm a high fastball hitter, right? I know that every time I step up to the plate, if a high fastball is thrown at me, there is a really high chance I'm going to hit that. Why would you want to swing at any other pitch than a high fastball? And if I could go back and, and talk to the Mark Rogers at the beginning of, the, of my career, I would probably say learn what type of hitter you are quickly in the business and then spend all of your time with that clientele. So most of our books of business look like the old 80-20 rule, right? We, we make 80% of our income from 20% of our customers. And we will spend time on the phone with a B or C client. And we'll give the B and C client just as much time on the phone as we will our best A client. This drives me absolutely crazy. In fact, I know when I see my phone ring and I've got a C client, I know, man, this is going to be a 45-minute phone call. And, and I'm going to have to sit through all the problems. I'm, I got to be the counselor and all of that, right? So looking back, what I would say is owning who your best A client is or, you know, what your best pitch is, and then trying to duplicate that person over and over and over again. Because typically our best A clients are 
let's face it, they're, they're the people that make us the most money. They're usually where we close or, or we are able to work with them more effectively, right? We're not, we're not playing catch up there. They're in the sweet spot that, that is really geared to what our value add is or what our area of expertise is. And it's just so much funner, right? We, we love, it's fun. The business is great when you're working with people you want to work with. So own who your A client is and duplicate it over and over again. If your best client is a widow, find ways to work with other widows. I've got a great little story of an advisor that I sat with in Redding, California. And what we found out was his best client and who he was most effective with was a widow. And so we went back to all of his widow clients and we found out, guess what? They get together once a week and they play cards on a Wednesday night and they rotate each other's houses, you know, every Wednesday and do a potluck and they play cards. So I talked to my advisor and I said, well, guess what? Every Wednesday you are hosting the card game and you're bringing food in and you are going to roll up your sleeves and you're going to spend a few hours with your best day clients. And you're going to pick up plates and you're going to play cards with them. And you're just going to socially get on their level and spend time with those people. And his business exploded because he was spending all of his time, all of his energy and all of his focus on who he loved to work with, was really effective with. And now he was just duplicating that best person over and over and over again. So, that's what, I, that's what I love about this business, Matt, is uh, seeing an advisor grow, develop more fully in their business, make more income than they've ever thought before, while helping people achieve more through their goals and retire safer. I mean, this is what's so great about the business we're in. What would you tell yourself as the wholesaler? Would you give yourself very similar advice? I think I would. I think I would. You know, I like, like most advisors with their clients, take on, you know, every person that I possibly could that would sell one case with me. And today in my book of business, I, I want to be more strategic. So I work with fewer advisors that are doing more production, that are more pound for pound effective in their business. And, uh, and it's just, it's just funner, but I still have love for, for the advisors that are rock, you know, trying to grow in this business. There's a big, uh, you know, gap of, of needing younger advisors. And what I love is I work with some 30 year olds, 40 year olds in this business that are some of my best a clients, you know, that, that are writing massive amounts of, of business. So you don't need to be 55 or 65 to have the best years of your career in this business. And, and so I, I think, man, what a tremendous opportunity in a time that we're living in to be in this business. And, and it's great. It's great what we do. What keeps you working so hard every day? So just so all of you know, uh, I've been trying to get Mark on this podcast for a while, and he's so busy. And he was telling me about what his last 24 hours were, which were, by the way, insane. 
there has to be something inside of you, Mr. Rogers, that makes you work this hard. What is it and what keeps you working so hard every day? You know, I, uh, until you've really delivered your first death claim, you probably don't know the power and the value in which you create in this, in, in this business for people. I think what I'm so motivated at, Matt, is seeing an advisor work with his customers and bring value, tremendous value. And we're not selling a widget, right? Somebody's not walking out of our office with a keys to their new car or, or new home or something tangible, right? We kind of sell an intangible, but we're selling protection and safety and guarantees. And I think, you know, it helps me sleep at night to know what, what we are delivering to our customers. So I'd say that that's number one. Number two, I work with some of the best people in the country. My relationships with my advisors, they, they become my friends. They become mentors. They're people that I, I care about. And I think that that's what's motivating to me the most, to see somebody that I truly care about achieve the level of success that they want to, to then see them on Facebook, that they're posting pictures, going on family vacations, and, and or seeing them interact with their customers and how much they care about the people they're working with. I think that that's truly motivating for me, Matt, to, to, to do that. And, and by the way, you know, we, we get paid really well for what we do. So let's, let's never forget our own self-interest in that. My philosophy is I want to align my self-interest with my advisor's self-interest. And working that together just makes for an unbelievable relationship. And when you're aligned together and your goals are, are set together, the success is, is really unmeasurable, you know? So I think that that's just what, what keeps me motivated to be there, to, to support my, my advisors, to see the growth in them, and, and then ultimately to see the protection and, and what they're doing to provide safer retirements for Americans. Um, that, that's, that's enough motivation for me. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Mark, what is the best way for them to uh, connect with you? Well, you can get a hold of us at WealthFest is probably the best way. Our number at our office is 877-595-9325. And like you said, connect with me on, on LinkedIn, Mark Rogers, M-A-R-C-R-O-G-E-R-S. And uh, it, we can get a time set up with one of my internals. I've got a couple of support guys that are unbelievable my team, I think, is first class. Uh, so my advisors enjoy working with my my internal team, and and really, I would not be uh, you know successful without those guys. So connect in with Mike Lovey Solo, connect in with Tyler, and, and any any other of my my support staff, and uh, and let's get working together. I'm excited to have have the opportunity to to add in new advisors and. Gosh, we are we are in an opportunity, I think, in this environment to have a big year and and I'm excited. As are we. Mark, thank you very much for being on the 99 Best Ideas podcast today. Thanks, Matt. 
if you want to know more about what's going on, the best thing for you to do is to subscribe to this podcast by clicking that subscribe now button below and also rating the podcast and providing us with feedback. It's a great way for us to find out if there's some other people that you know who are really killing it from a marketing perspective. You can uh, contact me directly or you can contact uh, Mark. Actually, uh, feeds us people all the time as some of the best producers out there because that's what this is all about. For you to sit down and listen take some notes and figure out what is really working and how it's working so that you can have the best year you could ever have. So for everybody at WealthFest and everybody at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The mere appearance of content on the site does not constitute an endorsement by WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. WealthFest or Top Advisor Marketing do not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing does not warrant the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any sites listed or linked to any content. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.